Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, to the Cutting Out Early podcast. We are rolling. It's a brand new week. Well, some of us are rolling a little faster than others today. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you're just you're just not you're you're not 100 percent today. That's perfectly understandable. I am, I am not 100%. Um, I did get my uh, second Pfizer shot yesterday, full disclosure. Happy Vax Day. Uh, thank you. Now, uh, do I have to wear a mask anymore? Am I done? Or do I have to wait two weeks? Or I think or... you do. You have to wait two weeks, yes. Okay. Well, it's getting closer. Uh, but yes, I am a little out of it today. I, uh, I, I could not sleep last night, man. It was rough. I was tossing and turning. My neck is stiff. My head is sore. It kills you, yeah. I, I'm sure the first thing people want to hear on the show is just me complaining, which is great content, <laughs> as always. Uh, but uh, here we are. We're powering through. Max Major, Zach Montgomery, and Alex Newth returning on the Zoom call from the west side of the state. He's back. I'm um, back. Like I never left. Uh, for somebody who didn't listen to the show last week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, can you recap last week's show, Alex? I'm just kind of curious to hear what you thought. Um, well, Max bitched a little bit. Zach laughed about something, and uh, that was about it. Incredible. Great insight. A lot of hard takes there. You know, it's Are hard. Are you doing okay? There's some hard criticism there, Max, but, or, sorry, Alex, but we'll move on. We'll, we can handle it. You know, Zach, I thought you had a great you performance me? last week. Thank you. I tried. Max, I really tried. Max, it was, mm, I don't know, B minus. <laughs> oh my God. It did not happen. Well, we were missing the third wheel of the tricycle. I will say that, Alex. That's true. It's true. But uh, we're back in full force for episode number 39, recording on May 18th, 2021. Uh, gorgeous weather, and it's only... <laughs> It's Thank only God. getting warmer. Thank God. I mean, seriously. Thank God it's beautiful outside. I Max has something to say about it. The AC's going to have to come on soon. I already turned the AC on. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it gets wow. hot in my apartment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, we're going to get like mid to high 80s this weekend. Nice. If, if I have a break um, of, of studying for, for the bar exam, which did just start today also. <laughs> Great. You know, the day after a vaccine, you're, you're studying for the bar exam. We got a, a 7 a.m. meeting at work. Uh, a bunch of problems and solutions. I'm looking, I'm looking for the drop right now, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the one where he's whining. It's it's the Arnold drop. Yes. The Arnold Schwarzenegger drop. Yes. It should be in the A's. Yes. Thank, oh, here you go. Thank you, Zach. Here you go. This is for this is for you, everyone. Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's great Max, radio. Max, I think my bar prep started when I was still taking finals. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Well, that's that's not fun either. That's I know that's tough. 
So, I mean, I'm four-hour class today, uh, practice questions, essays, overviews, outlines to review. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be a fun few months. Uh, you'll uh, get through it. I It'll know, I know. It'll be good. Um, but, um, yeah, we, uh, we, we have the, the big news. I mean, I guess it's, would you say it's the biggest news that this new, the new CDC recommendations, but not only that, but the fact that Michigan and most other states follow their regulation, um, or follow the recommendation, I, I should say, and enacted the new regulation. What is this? This is Alex. He's got a little fade on it. Al, Al, you way low in the mix. I know what it's like for a first podcast. There we go. Just had to get to that part. <laughs> so it's done. It's done. Uh, Michigan has followed through by by enacting the legislation following the CDC guidelines. It started Saturday, right? Like yeah, nine it's, o'clock it's, it's or started something. Saturday at nine in the morning. No more masks for those uh, fully vaccinated after two weeks. Uh, inside and outside, which is kind of crazy. I was at I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, uh, Farms Market. People in there without masks. Um, at Farms Market? Yeah, Farms Market too. Oh, nice. There's, a, I mean, there's a few places. Uh, I went to Trader Joe's today. Everyone still had masks. Did they really? They're, you know, they're a very uh, progressive place. So I wouldn't expect well, it. Well, I was surprised. They were one of the first companies to to say, "Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna follow the CDC." If you've been vaccinated, who don't have to wear a mask? Trader Joe's. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, because each store can still enforce oh. their own individual policy. Really? I mean, that's that's the whole news right now, and honestly, it's going to make for some some great uh, caught on camera stuff. Which you know, we'll get to that right now, actually. But yeah, that's the confusing part. Uh, every store still has the capability to say, "Hey, we're going to require masks for everybody. Doesn't matter. It's just a store policy." Well, you know, that's that's how we're doing it right now. And I, Kroger, they're, they're still requiring masks. Uh, but there's a list of all the companies that are not. Um, I mean, I know Walmart is not. Meyer is not, from my understanding. Trader Joe's yeah. is not. Um, so it just depends. I mean, Costco is not. Sam's Club is not. Um, you know, some stores follow the guidelines. Some don't. But if there are states out there that still have laws on the books that say, or, you know, they are laws or executive orders, whatever you want to call them, it's the same thing. Uh, you have to wear a mask no matter what. It, the CDC is a recommendation. Some states still have it. Uh, New York is changing tomorrow, I believe. Uh, they have a mask mandate that ends tomorrow. Um, but um, it's definitely making for some uh, confusion out there. <laughs> a little... I would agree. It's, yeah. it's really confusing. It's it's so confusing. Ann and I uh, went to Grand Haven on Saturday Ooh. just to like walk around and get dinner and see the lighthouse or whatever. Oh yeah, and, how was it? Uh, we're, it was nice. It was really nice. Nice day. You know, that's all you got to say. It was nice. What do you mean? What what, what happened? You want to kiss me? <laughs> no, I, no, like I'm what'd you do? I, what'd you I'm do? To it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm getting to it. So we we're both fully vaxxed, and so we're walking around, kind of popping into stores, and we're like, all right, do we? masks do we not like some places still had signs on their door saying like you know masks still required and some places had signs specifically saying if you're vaxxed you don't have to wear a mask right and so we're like oh well we already got them i guess we'll just pop them on we don't want people to think we're like trying to push the issue here or anything (laughs) you don't believe in science alex (laughs) unbelievable every everywhere i go they still wear masks when i go to school (laughs) they still wear the mask 
Like when I am studying at the school, they still wear the mask. I went to Trader Joe's, everyone was still wearing a mask. It hasn't changed anything for me anyway. Well, I haven't gone too many places, I guess I should say, but my my mom was telling a funny story. She she was at um some business. I, I can't remember which one. Some grocery store. It didn't require masks if you've been vaccinated. And um she was in line and and, and somebody wasn't wearing a mask. And there was a person behind that person with a mask and, and like you know say excuse me sir are you can you please put your mask on? And he's like um he's like oh no I've been I've been vaccinated I don't need one the store policy doesn't doesn't need it and she's like no no it's it's still it's still a law you have to do it and then um my mom doesn't like to get involved but she knew this person was wrong like yeah. <laughs> you know, it was wrong and she says like you know uh yeah Michigan changed the rule on, on Saturday you don't have to wear a mask and she's like no they didn't I, I work for the state that's for family members only and my mom no no <laughs> It, it's it's not it's it's for anybody who's been vaccinated. She's like, well, I haven't heard that, and she was just in a huge huff. So, a small example of what's going you on. See, I feel like it goes both ways, where you get the people who are obnoxious, like, oh, why don't you have a mask on, and then you get the people who are, oh, why do you have a mask on? <laughs> exactly. Alex, were there people not wearing masks inside of businesses on uh, on, your, on your little trip? Oh yeah, there were plenty. Yeah, it, was, it was like. I don't know. It was kind of like 50-50. It's a small town, so it's not quite as, I don't know, masks aren't quite as prevalent, I think, to begin with over there. Yeah. Um, well, they all know each other. It's a small town. It's like a country song. Yeah, yeah. All the tourists know each other. <laughs> so again, it's 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 a little confusing, but, but not too bad. The CDC offers recommendations. <laughs> the states make their own decisions on what should be law or not. Do you wear a mask or not? And regardless of the CDC, regardless of the state's laws, an individual business can still determine if they want their customers wearing a mask or not. Mask or not. Uh, Ricky Schroeder is having a little tough time understanding that. He's that ch- former child star. He was around before really any of us. Um, God, what was he in? NYPD Blue. Uh, he was in a few other things. You know, just one of those washed up. Very, very fittingly, he was in a show called Silver Spoons. <laughs> uh, he debuted in the film The Champ. Uh, yeah, Silver Spoons uh, in a, a sitcom that I've never heard of. But he's in a Costco over the weekend in California, in L.A. County. Now, that county and that state still have a mask mandate. You know, the businesses are required to enforce it. Even though Costco said, oh, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, we don't have to allow masks anymore. If the state still has the law on it, you still got to follow it. The store still got to do it. But he didn't really get that. And he got a little upset at um, Jason uh, over What's the weekend. Name? My name is Jason. And who do you, what do you do here? I'm a supervisor, front end supervisor. And, and why are, aren't you letting me in? Because in the state of California, in the county of Los Angeles, there has been Costco. no. And Costco. There's been no change yes, to our mask policy. Not in the state of California or in the county of Didn't you see the news? You didn't see the news. Nationwide Costco has said you don't wear, need to wear masks. Actually, that's not accurate. What, what is accurate? So what is accurate is that Costco always goes above and beyond when following the law. And the mandate in California has not changed. There does seem to be the possibility that in June, by mid-June, that's a date that... California, I know. Oh, if they allow at. us, if they if they grant us that, our kings, <laughs> this guy, people man. in power, you're going to listen to these people? Well, I know they've destroyed our economy. Well, they're so destroying they're Jason's just trying to do his they're job. They're destroying our state. Poor Jason. And you're just going to listen to their this rules. This man is not paid what? enough. No. What we are going to do is simply follow the guidelines. Okay. 
I'm getting my refund. I'm getting my refund from Costco. I suggest everybody in California get their refund from Costco. Give up your membership to Costco until they remove this. <laughs> okay, well, this hasn't changed in any building uh, in California, in any company that I'm aware of, the places I shop still okay. require masks. But that's not the point. The point is Costco is simply abiding by the law, and that's the law. There's my refund. You're the manager? Okay, I'm suggesting everybody in California get a refund from oh Costco my God. until this rule is lifted. Thank you. He got him. There you Thank go. You. What, what everyone's a getting, rouser. Everyone's getting a refund. <laughs> Way to go, Costco. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. He, he offered, and this was over the weekend, then two days ago on Sunday, he put out the most insincere apology. In LA, it was safe. Do you remember how I got to play one minute like, of it. When, uh, we all felt safer. <laughs> oh my God! How yeah, high is he when he's doing there. this? And I think we need to get back there as a nation. And I think I know how to help us get back there. So that's what I'm going to talk Getting about. Getting refunds from Costco. That's so. <laughs> that's the trick. So, the first step. What I want to say is um, great audio. First off, to uh, Jason at Costco. Jason, nothing personal. <laughs> I'm not upset with you or anybody in a position. Uh, We're sorry, Jason. And, uh, works for, for a living. I understand that you are following their laws and rules. I, uh, I was trying to make a point to the corporate overlords. And sorry <laughs> oh, that I had to use you to do it. This guy's got a tinfoil uh, hat. And oh, boy. You can see it sorry, right there I in the hurt, video. I hurt your feelings. I apologize. But it's I, like when I, you, uh, I think you spend a little too much time on movie sets, not enough time in school. <laughs> is more important than hurting people's feelings. He, he goes on and on. It's a, it's a seven and a half minute video. Sounds like, it's, sounds like he's four. I don't know what he's doing. Dude, that was great, though. Listen, I, that's I, the content we need, though. But but <laughs> you got to realize, this is going to be happening way more frequently now. I mean, you thought it was bad at the start of the pandemic when they were just starting to, like, require masks. Now, this is going to be in the same thing, except yeah. maybe on a grander scale. Oh, yeah. So, get ready, because <laughs> the, uh, quote-unquote, mask fights at the stores across the country are going to be... Uh, are going to be very, very prominent. I have a very good feeling in the next few weeks. So who it's, knows? It was it was almost a year ago, right? Maybe a little over a year ago. Like the mask mandate came in. Yeah, from like was, everywhere. I think it was like early or mid May, right around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because the That's first because awesome. the first couple of months, yeah. I mean, we we were not wearing masks. It was discouraged. Yeah. But then, oh, you know what? They actually do work. Uh, or. You know, we just have enough supply now, so uh, go ahead and wear it. And now if everyone's fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear one. We're, we're getting there. Well, sort of, yeah. We're getting there. Did you, it, uh, what's that, Alex? Yeah, the announcement was pretty abrupt, wasn't it? Wasn't it, like, it was, quite the yeah. surprise? It was like a Thursday evening, like, news dump. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was like, well, everyone was, like, going home. They're just like, oh, oh, and by the way, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. See ya. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I feel like it would have been bigger news or, like, breaking news. Like, I mean, it was breaking news, but it, you know, it it didn't seem to have that oomph that, that it should have. But, I mean, I get it. If, if they're following the science and you're getting vaccinated, isn't this, like, a maybe a good incentive to, to get vaccinated? I mean... If, if people are saying, oh, I, I, I can get vaccinated, but my life's going to be the same, still distancing, still masking, so what's really the point? Yeah. So maybe this is a step that people needed to show, oh, you know what? You, you get vaccinated and, and boom, there's your quote-unquote reward. I know that sounds weird to say, but you can do this now. You're allowed to do this. 
So I would make sense. I almost kind of think it's going to be the other way where people are going to be like, oh, see, I went this long without getting vaccinated. And now I don't have to because I can go around not wearing a mask and just tell people I'm vaccinated. Well, that could happen too. But I mean, they're the ones at risk. The ones who are vaccinated are good. I mean, they're they're the ones putting their own own health at risk. So if that's what they want to do, go ahead. The people who are scared get vaccinated, which is kind of what's happening. Yeah. So that's all said. At this point, there's got to be a little personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like like you said, Max, I think that the the people who choose not to wear a mask and aren't vaccinated are only putting themselves and their loved ones at, sure. at risk. Like anyone sure. who's vaccinated doesn't have anything. Well, I mean, for the most part, very, 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 very most part doesn't have anything to worry about. I mean, sure. But I mean, you you could say that for anything. There's always a point zero zero one percent chance oh, yeah. of catching anything. Yeah. And that's the same case here, you know, even with a vaccination. So you're right. It's it's just the, the only exception though is children who can't get vaccinated yet. But they're working on that, right? They just they're approved it, it for kids over twelve, I believe. And there's so if the it was either Pfizer or Moderna, I can't remember. So it's getting there. Yeah. And it's still yeah, they're on the way. Chil- I mean, yeah, and, and children are historically less affected by this disease than than older people with pre-existing conditions. So, I mean, at least they're getting the old people vaccinated first. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important, most most uh, the most vulnerable rate, group. Yeah, the most vulnerable groups yeah. for the most part are taken care of if they want it. So, uh, well, uh, wait, but I uh, did you guys see that the Carolina Hurricanes were at full oh, capacity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. What a sight that was, man. Hold on, I gotta, uh, let me just play the audio yeah, for you. Yeah, pull it up. Blast him. Wow. Sorry. So, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's a that's the sound of a full Carolina Hurricanes uh, playoff hockey game. It's actually incredible. It looks like it, it doesn't even seem real. I know. It's it's so surreal to, to see that. I know. It's like you know? it seems like it was so long ago that something like that was happening. Yeah! <laughs> it gets you pumped for some Red Wings hockey, huh? Here I am. <laughs> yeah, just as the season ends. <laughs> no, it's getting started. What do you mean the season ends? The playoffs are just starting, man. Not for us. Well, I, the regular well, not for us. the regular season's not over yet either. Did you guys hear about that? No, in Canada. Oh, is that still is that still happening? Yeah, there's God, like some regular know. season hockey going on tonight or something like that. Are you kidding me? No. They're on their own separate world pretty much because they haven't really traveled across the border to play American teams. Yeah. So, man, that's weird. Uh, Well, Blashell's coming back. Yeah, the hockey news, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I'm pretty happy about it, to be honest. I, I don't have an issue with it. I, I mean, you know, I, listen – Iserman, I think, knows what he's doing. I believe in him. And I think that he has a very, very good plan that's coming together. You know, he, he's making deals, he's getting draft picks, and he's he's trying to build the team in a way where they can be successful. And it's going to take time. I don't think Blaschel was the reason they were uh, unsuccessful. I think, I think it was a lot of management. I think it was a lot of talent. Uh, but with that being said... I I don't see why Blashell really couldn't be successful with this team. They have uh, no. he's coming back for his seventh season, right? His seventh season, and then and nope, this will his next season will be his seventh season. I believe so. Yeah, no playoffs in five years. Record of one seventy two and uh, two twenty one and sixty two. So he's under five hundred. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like to me that they it. it it, it's kind of like what you said, that this team 
is not really ready to go anywhere, so why make the change now? Yeah. You know, it, the, the talent's not there. I mean, they have the prospects um, of Zadina, you know, Rasmussen and Raymond kind of, you know, in the background playing in the – some of them are in Europe. I forget. It's like the Netherlands or something they're playing. And then uh, – but – it, it, it's just why make the change when the team's not ready to go anywhere. And also, yeah. it, to, they're, they started out the season 5-12-3, um, and three, right? It was really bad. Oof. It was rough. They had Oof. a lot of COVID. They had a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. But they actually finished the season 15-15-7. and seven. So uh, they're 500 at the end of the season. So Wait, they're kind 15, of 15, 15, and seven. That doesn't make any sense. Their last 37 games, they were 15, 15, oh, and seven. Oh, their last 37 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. So, I mean, they finished the season, I think it's... Uh, I think it's 20, 27 and nine. So, I mean, they, they, they made some progress at the end. So I think that's a big reason why they brought them back too. Cause they had some improvement. They were playing better defense. The younger players were competing more and there's a, I mean, in, in Blaschel's defense, he is not at, you were right. He, he hasn't had much to work with 19, 27 and 10. So very yeah, close. No. Blaschel, Blaschel at least showed Like you said, Zach, at the end of the year that, he can get more out of his players. Like he can motivate them to play well. And he's shown that when he has talent, he can win with team USA. I mean, he shows that he's a good coach in in both, you know, getting more out of his players and coaching talented players when he has them. So Eiserman just needs to get him, uh, you know, the skill players. And eventually if Eiserman decides that Blashill is not going to be the guy to take us to the promised land, then he can make the change. But like like you said, Max. Like now is not the time to do that. Um, clearly, we're still a couple of years away. And and also they they were actually they had some pretty big injuries this year. Bobby Ryan was out for a long time. Tyler Bertuzzi missed the you know the end of the season there. Fabri was out for a while. So like these these players were were gone for a long like they they were a pretty injury injury ridden team, and they finished the season pretty strong so I think there's a little hope especially with the you know those prospects in Zadina Rasmussen and Raymond kind of coming up and uh Veraran Veraran nah excuse I can't say his name yeah he showed some promise too he had a couple Verana? goals Verana? yeah he had some goals after coming from the Capitals mm-hmm. so and with the draft yes, capital coming in goals coming in I don't know there's a little hope to speak was it one game Alex when they scored like four goals or, or he scored four goals I think it was yeah, he had the That's old, uh, what's it called, cowboy hat trick. Is that what it is, the cowboy hat trick? I think I heard that somewhere, and if, if it's not a thing, we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> is that a Mickeyism? Uh, I didn't hear it from Mickey. That's something you say after the on the broadcast after you've had a few Verners. Oh, cowboy hat trick there. A couple sodas. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I still think the Red Wings are going to be the next team in Detroit to win a, a, a championship. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know, but I, I think. I really think that's going to oh, be Oh, it's it. written down, Max. It's on there. Okay. Don't you worry. That's fine. That's fine. I, I You know, I gave a timeline. You don't, and you don't I think gave... it'll be the Lions? <laughs> no, I don't think They've so. They've got some motivation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Dan Campbell wants a Lion. <laughs> yeah, but, but PETA's pissed. <laughs> really, really? Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That PETA... What, did they write a letter to, to Dan Campbell? Yeah, yeah, they did. They oh, did. my God. Well, what did he do? He so he went on the uh, what was it part of my take podcast? The yeah, that's, stool, the, that's the barstool, the barstool one podcast. And he he was quoted to saying, "I've talked to Sheila about this, and I don't think we're going to be able to do it. But I would love to literally just have a pet lion, just a legit pet lion on a chain, big ass chain, and just 
He really want. He really is my pet. <laughs> is there audio of this? Do you have the audio of him saying this? Because I watched and it was it was so good. I don't have the. And then I, I I watched it and he was like, um, I think I think Big Cat asked him, like, you know, if 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 you had to have your arm ripped off for the Lions to win the Super Bowl, would you do it? And he's he's like, yeah, you know what, I would. <laughs> I, think, I think he said yes before Big Cat even finished asking. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm. Are you worried that he's gonna say something a little too out there and be canceled, or he's gonna say something that's a little too much? No. No. He, I, mean, I don't. He, I he don't says care. Some, he says some different stuff. I think everyone loves him. Is I, he cancel proof? I don't know. I, who knows? The but the 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 content writes itself. I mean, the man wants a lion. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I would love that. You, enough of that shit. Can you imagine, like, if like one of your one of your players just makes a stupid mistake, and you just like, all right, you have to go clean out the lion cage tonight, and then just give them a shovel and a big old bag. <laughs> Maybe it's the practice squad's job. <laughs> go and shovel the and shit. On the way up, we're gonna bite a kneecap off. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So Peta, Peta uh, had something to say about that actually, where their motto is "Animals are not ours to use for entertainment." Oh, jeez. Uh, Does Peta think that they're really gonna get a a a, a pet lion? I, don't I mean, know. do they think this is real? Are they? Oh my god! If this happens, my goodness! Like, are they that dumb to think that this is really gonna happen? <laughs> or are they upset with the conversation? Like, I'm you pretty sure Campbell talk? even said something like, "Oh yeah, Peta probably have a problem with that." <laughs> no lion. This is Peta's uh, senior vice president, Lisa Lang. Uh, no lion belongs in a barren cage or on a chain. <laughs> oh my god! If Coach, Dan- if Coach Campbell makes Dan Detroit part of the Lions' entourage. He'll help Peter spread the message that lions are wild animals, not mascots, props, or pets. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Wait, lions can't be mascots? Like, like just a lion? Uh, like, like a, a lion? lion. I, they're saying like a real lion, so not like so, a fake lion. So they're that dumb that they really think that, oh, wait, this could actually happen. We, we, we've got to say something to put a stop to this. What doesn't... Um, I mean, how, 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 how can they really think that, like, yeah, the, the lions are going to have a fucking real lion on the sidelines. Dan <laughs> <Dick> Campbell <laughs> holding on to a big chain. <laughs> Give me a break. Can you imagine? And But, like, uh, LSU actually... Don't they actually have a tiger that sits outside the stadium? Yeah. What about the Eagles? They've got like a tiger enclosure for them. Yeah. What about the Eagles? Don't they have an eagle that flies down during the national anthem? Yeah. Isn't that one of the things there? Yeah, yeah. Is that that okay? I I guarantee PETA has some very strong takes about that. What about the Georgia Bulldog? (laughs) That's a great question. Are dogs (laughs) not pets? This... (laughs) <laughs> Got me. See, I don't know. They're what about Texas? They have a bull. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a longhorn. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> He's Dude. just chilling on the, on the sideline. You know, maybe Dan Campbell's Horns trying, up. To, trying, to, trying to pump up the team, pump up the city. Uh, I could get him I, talking about it. He's having fun with a with a barstool podcast. What, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Like the next week? Oh, breaking news! Dan Campbell has acquired a real lion to motivate a, a the lion, team. A lion cub. That would be absolutely <laughs> perfect. You just see like Dan Campbell holding this lion cub. That'd be awesome. He's coordinated with Joe Exotic to to, to ascertain <laughs> one lion cub. I could read you this whole letter. This letter is actually long. Oh my god! Yeah, read, read it. it. Read, read it. 
Dear Coach Campbell. Oh, Jesus. Congratulations on your new role as the head coach for the Detroit Lions. We heard your comment made in the gist about... Are made in just about acquiring a line made in to jest. keep in jest. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're admitting that it was made in just. Come uh, on, Zach. <laughs> My goodness. About acquiring a, a, a lion as a pet for at the team facility. As you mentioned, lions are wild animals, and they do not belong in football stadiums or at roadside zoos. Or in people's backyards. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. <laughs> so, so how do we like our chances in week one with a lion on the sideline? I, keep going, keep going. Fortunately, the world more, is more aware now than ever before of the suffering endured by exotic animals when they are condemned to live in a barren cage, forced to interact with members of the public and coerced into doing demon or demeaning coerced. tricks. Coerced. Yeah, coerced. That's what I said. <sighs> you said coerced. <laughs> I give up. I just, it, it's that I, I didn't uh, read, I just can't talk. I'm a doctor too. I can't read it. There's no, there's no word. Coerced into doing demeaning tricks at the end of a chain and the, under the threat of being whipped. What do they think is going to happen? <laughs> Oh this this person's been to like uh, like seen like way too many like seventies circus like shows or something. I don't even know. They, they have a bad. Take a look. You take a look. Look <laughs> at her. Look at her words. You tell me what you think. I don't think so. I don't think. So. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's half of it. There's there's. I want I want to hear more, please. I and this awareness more. is meant to be decrypted or more decrypt. Decrepit, excuse me. That's great. The new, the new uh, bit Zach reading stuff online. <laughs> we just came up with the best new bit. That they are incapable of taking care of animals and have been shut down. Abusive exhibitors have been or have lost their licenses, and previously exploited big cats have found new homes in a, in accredited sanctuaries. So while the Detroit Lions will remain the only lions on Ford Field. We thought it would be. We thought we would send you an addition to your team. Meet Dan, Detroit the Lion. Wait, what? Dan, what? meet Dan, Detroit the Lion. Like Dan Detroit. Oh, he's the lion. And then they sent him like a little, like fake little stuffed lion. Or yeah, I can't even hear you. It's just noise coming out of an ugly scientist. <laughs> That was directed, lions could be mascots. That was directed at the uh, writer of the letter, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I thought lions couldn't be mascots. You're, I don't know. You're right, Alex. What's so? I mean, so fake lions can be mascots. Yeah, is, is what is what this is. So we're dehumanizing the lion by making it a stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem with that. I I don't understand. This woman, she's a basket case. <laughs> Sounds like it. You're not only crazy. You're dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. Well, I'm so glad that PETA has jumped into the fray here to, to let everyone know uh, the realities of, of having a uh, pet lion. Uh, so, it's, it's thank God, right? I mean, isn't it just a way for PETA to get back into the news or, or back into the zeitgeist of, of things so people don't forget that they exist? PETA always. Or answer, that. yes. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They always have bad takes on everything. Nobody likes them. <laughs> No. 
I mean, they 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 supposedly do great things, but uh, I don't. It, I don't. They're always on the wrong side. They take it too far. Um. <laughs> wait one second. Um. Well, wait a second. The uh the Lions is the full schedule out. Yeah. Do you, do you have an opinion of the schedule? Oh, you want to look at it? Oh, well, I guess we did talk about this last week. Five and twelve. People are saying seven, seven and ten, or something like that. Really? Actually, you know what? I think there's actual audio of of the uh, the the actual place where or the uh, facility where the uh, the the PETA letter came from. It's really fascinating. We don't normally allow outsiders. You see, <laughs> here we live in harmony with animals. They're not our pets, but our fellow living beings. We work with the animals and try to live as they do. We make friends with the animals. We coexist and we intermarry. This is my wife, Janice. The outside world looks down on a man marrying a llama, but our love knows no boundaries. Wow, you guys really love animals. And why not? Mark here has been with Kelly for three years now. <laughs> Gary and Sally here have just managed to have a child. Yes, life here is good and natural, but now that you know where our compound is, you'll have to either live with us or be murdered. <laughs> Actual audio of the PETA compound. Incredible. In- incredible stuff. Okay, so <laughs> back to the Lions schedule. Yeah, the, uh, the, the it looks like they have one preseason game. Only one is what I see the, against the Steelers on August 21st. They open up against... Wait, one preseason game? Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's all I can see. Anyway. What happened to the four? I don't know. I, I It's not on here. But hmm. I, well, if weren't they definitely going to move it down? I don't know what the final number was going to be, but that's how they got the 17th regular oh, season yeah, game, I thought. Yeah, it was going to be down, but I, to one? I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows. Okay. All so right, that's fine. They open, I don't care about the preseason anyway. It's stupid. They open up against the 49ers, and then on Monday, they play... Oh, the 12th. And then... No, no, no. No, win. We're going to win. Oh, win against the 49ers? Okay, so 1-0. Well, it depends if they play Trey Lance. If they play Trey Lance, maybe. Um, Then the Lions play the Packers on on Monday night at Lambeau. All right, 2-0, move on. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. They have a really tough schedule. Listen to this. 49ers, Packers, Ravens, Bears, Vikings. Win, win, win. Rams. Win. The Eagles, maybe not. Uh, Win. Steelers, Browns, Bears again, Vikings, Broncos. Their schedule's tough. We're going to kick you in the teeth. They might have the perfect schedule for getting the number one pick next year. (laughs) I see one, maybe two tough games. Oh my God! Yeah, what is it? What do you got? What is what are your tough games here? Um, Los Angeles, because you know Matt Stafford. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, of course. Oh. Um. Oh, the Vikings, because you know Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they they play them twice. They they actually play the Steelers twice. Their only preseason game is against the Steelers, and then they play them again at uh what is that Heinz Field on November fourteenth. So that's oh, I'm good. seeing two preseason games on my schedule here, Zach. Oh, there you go. What's the other one? Buffalo in the first preseason game. Buffalo? They're going to Buffalo, Buffalo, and Buffalo? Yep. Actually, it's a home game. 
Oh, nice at Ford Field. There we go. Is it is it too early for predictions yet? For the record, are, are we waiting on that? Do we want to do a little more prep before we we give them? Nope. No. Well, no. Are are we just giving records right now? Well, g- give it out, and we'll see if it changes once we get closer to the season. There's 17 games, so keep that in mind. We can do a little preseason. All right, eight breakdown. Eight. Eight. That's 16, Alex. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> they're not gonna play one. God bless him. He's making on them lose, not playing one. Maybe they're tying one. Eight, eight, and one. <laughs> But I heard on the radio some guy said like uh it was like seven um eight and two or something like that. They were gonna what? have two ties. Yeah, I don't know. Two ties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the last time a team had two ties in, in the regular season? I don't think it's happened before. <clears throat> That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh so so eight and eight Alex are gonna forfeit one? No, 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 That was a joke. Okay. Um let me look. I do find it interesting that their uh bye week is week nine, smack dab in the middle of the season. They only have one bye week? Yep. Wow. I thought they had two for some reason. Because of the way... I mean, they normally have one, but I thought this year was different. I thought something had changed. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, you're right. Uh, ESPN's schedule is only showing one bye week, and the dates seem to line up. They only have one Monday that. night game, which is kind of disappointing. Wait, what is this? I mean, that's... I mean, oh, no, they have the Thursday game at... And uh, Thanksgiving, and you know there could be some some Sunday night games. Those are always those are really never announced in advance. Yeah, they those don't... are always like kind of you know this week this has been flexed to Sunday night. Yeah, so it does happen. That happens later in the season, and it's usually only if it's a like good game between contenders. Sure. So which I mean it could be. You, you never know. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Lions are gonna go twelve and five. What? Oh God. I just think the law of averages are going to play out, and, and and for some reason, I think that that Dan Campbell is gonna is gonna give them a kick in the butt that they've needed. Listen, and they... something is going to click. And I also, I I really think that the quarterback situation in Detroit is going to be a little better than people are realizing. Maybe. So, so I agree I with you on that, Max, because I think that I think Jared Goff. I mean, people are really saying he's like a huge step down from Stafford, but. I'm really not sure if that's true because he was not really dealt a great hand in Los Angeles. I mean, they had one of the bottom offensive lines in the league last year. And uh, what's his name? The coach, Sean McVay, his scheme, I mean, he's pretty much kept it stagnant the past couple of years, and people have kind of figured it out. So I think our offense is not going to be as bad as people think it will be because we've boosted our offensive line. We've got Jared Goff. Uh, Swift looks really good. Um, I mean, Goff has nobody to throw the ball to, but we can figure that out. That's the thing. Who is he going to throw to? Yeah, I I really don't know. And our defense, I don't know if they've improved significantly from last year. So that might be tough. Um, well, I got some big men. Yeah, yeah. we got some big men. I That's I'm going to go. I'll go seven and ten. Jeez, you guys, I'm oh, wow. going. I think the Vegas has them at five right now. Five wins? Yeah. I'll take the over. Really? I just think that Jared Goff is going to surprise people. I, I really think that just a, a change of scenery can do a lot for any player. You said 12, right, Max? Yeah, 12 and 5. 12 and yeah. 5? Yeah. Can you imagine if they went 12 and 5 and then had all these draft picks coming up? People would be going nuts. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be I, amazing. I also just think that with uh, the longer schedule, there are going to be – the I think the records and overall in the league are going to be closer to 500 than not. I maybe my my take on it is the Lions 
were bad last year. They're probably better this year, but their schedule this year is horrible. I mean, I was reading you those games. 49ers, Green Bay, Raven. Like, these are all playoff teams. This is supposedly the last place schedule, though. We're supposed to get an easier schedule after being so bad. I, I heard that, like, even without that, the Lions, it's only... You only get like two or three games that are the uh, where the last place teams play each other. They're like the filler okay. games. Yeah. So, um, like even with the last place teams, the Lions still have the seventh hardest schedule in the NFL oh right God. now. So I, I'm honestly, I'm going under. I'll say four wins. I think maybe they four pull one out. Wins, four wins, four and thirteen. I think oh maybe God. they pull one out against some of these teams, but I just, I, I don't think there's opportunity to win. I don't I need know. To write this down at the bottom of the sheet so we remember. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know I'm taking a, a long shot. Uh, I but, just, uh, we'll I hope, see. I hope uh, that Fields guy in Chicago does horrible. Maybe we beat yeah, them that on Fields a, guy. That Fields guy, Justin Fields. We need Stafford to get hurt too. That that's no. very important. No, yes, I, it is. I want Stafford to go and win a Super Bowl. I really do. Not this year. We we need the, we need their draft picks. What do you mean? Uh, I I the Rams cannot do well this year. It, I don't think it matters. It sure does matter. We get their first round draft pick. Uh, yeah, but I mean, what do you want them? You want them to be, I mean, if the pick was eight, what's the difference between the pick being like 16 and like 24, 25? Not much. The pick could be eight. That's why Stafford needs to get hurt. They are in a tough division. They Dude. have the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Those are That is the best division of football. If, if you say that you want the Rams to do well, then you're not a Lions fan. It's simple as that. I don't think so. I think so. Come on, man. So you don't want the line. So I can root for. I can root for another team. The, the draft pick is traded. It is what it is. It's not. But I it's want, not. Is it hasn't happened yet? It is not. I want Matthew Stafford to throw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns every game. Oh my and god! For the Rams to lose every game. <laughs> it can happen. He's done that before. You know, you know what? Funny. Fine, Alex. Go for that. That's You're, fine. But they need to lose. They need to lose. You, you, you'd still get the people on the radio. Like calling in, being like Stafford still can't get it done in, in, in L.A. They'd still be blaming on him with 400 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns. They'd still be all pissed. Jared Goff's your quarterback now, guys. You can relax. You've had enough yeah. of that shit. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we we got plenty of time to to freak out about the season, um, but um, it's already the middle of May. It's uh, what three months away. Training camp starts soon. Training it's, camp does start soon. Well, incredible. the rookie camp has already started. Uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, aside from that, you know, honestly, be- before we get away from the, the sports world, because uh, I know that uh, 60 Minutes made a bit of a splash over the weekend with a with a very interesting piece going on uh, that I would like to touch on. But right before we do that. Uh, wait, wait, can I say something real quick? Sure. I'm at the bottom of the, the show sheet here. And uh, I just noticed an old take that Zach had saying that Amani Bates will play in an MSU uniform. <laughs> oh, jeez. I did. I, I listened to that show the uh, a couple weeks ago. Did you and really? It was, after, it was after he already decommitted, yeah. Do you ever go back and listen to old shows? It's kind of fun. It is fun, yeah. Times two speed. It's fun. Oh, it's sure. Time. Times two speed? Yeah. Does it sound weird? I've never done that. It's actually, it's it sounds okay when it's at times two, and then but it sounds weird when you go back. Like you're just like everyone's talking slow. It's like, do we really not? Because it has a different feel when you're talk when you're at times two speed. Yeah. It feels like people have more energy. They're up and going. They're blah 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 blah. Dr. Played at half speed. 
No, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> just sound hammered. It even like I'll listen to the Valenny show on Times Two Speed. Yeah. That's how I listen to it. And it, when I when I eventually catch up to them, because I start listening at four and I listen at times two. Yeah. And if I cut out commercials, I usually catch up to them at some point. Just for fun, throw it on half speed, everybody listening, and, and see how we sound. It's because hor- like when I catch <laughs> we sound up- like we're hammered. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, just uh, lions winning. That at half speed is gonna sound even worse. It's. It's annoying. The Lions are going to go 12-5 and five this season. It's so fun. I, in my defense, I don't think Amani's going to play at any college. I think he has decided that he doesn't want to go to college, and he's just, like, ploofing his feathers or whatever you want to call it for, for other teams to wine and dine him while he, like, kind of gets recruited, ends up going to the G League or something. I don't know. I think yeah, he's we, already decided what he wants to do. I think this is all just a ploy. Yeah, we we don't uh, we don't need to get into it. I just wanted to tell oh, you okay. I'm putting a big fat L next to your name down here. Mine, mine's just the first L. We got MSU football being in the top three of the Big Ten East this year. Is Alex's? Although I kind of hey. like that one. I do kind of like that one. I'm not gonna lie. Alex, I know nothing about this Northwestern AD controversy, but I am curious about it. Um. We, we don't need to get into that. Uh, it was just Northwestern was a little, I don't know. It was just very interesting. I like to follow that, uh, like college sports administrative news. And they had a very long search for a, a new athletic director. And I think they even hired a search firm and they were really going through with everything. And then they still somehow ended up with an internal hire who <laughs> had a bit of controversy surrounding him um, involving a, um, I think it's a sexual harassment lawsuit not directed at him, but uh, directed at someone else. And he may have had something to do with the uh, the victim not being able to bring it forward or something like that. But anyway, the... Uh, with cheerleaders? Some yeah, some cheerleaders at Northwestern. And so there were a lot nice. of people in the Northwestern community that were um, that were really angry about his hiring as the athletic director and probably rightfully so. Uh, so he ended up resigning about 10 days after he was hired. And now Northwestern is back to square one and they look pretty bad for all of it. Wait, he, he resigned. Is that what you said? Yep. yep. So, so it was a waste of time. Oh yeah. So what do they spend the four months doing? And they went for an internal hire. I mean, are they like debating the four months? Like, well, we know about this issue that he's had with the cheerleaders, but you know, just, I mean, he's, he's good. He's good. He does a good job. He's got good accolades. And we can just kind of push that under the rug a little bit. And they spend four months going back and forth deciding if they that's what they want to do. They do. People don't like it. So, bye-bye. Yeah, I, so it says here it. in this uh, story on the Daily Northwestern um, that in a federal lawsuit filed in January, so, yeah, quite a bit ago, a cheerleader alleged that he did not allow her to meet with the athletic director, the then-athletic director, uh, Jim Phillips about her complaints of sexual exploitation within the cheerleading program. In uh, an investigation by the Daily, sources also claimed that this more recent hire failed to adequately address racial discrimination allegations. Wow. And then uh, uh, this guy's name's Poliski. I can't really say it correctly. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Alex. Then, I understand. It's hard to read. <laughs> First hand experience. He, uh, he then released a statement saying, uh, where'd it go? 
Um, over the last 10 days, it has become clear to me that the current challenges will not allow me to effectively lead our department, especially during these unsettling times in college athletics. Unsettling times. <laughs> I do not want to be a distraction to our incredible <laughs> men and women as they pursue a collective goal to help our student athletes become the best they can be. So is, is he going to face charges or is he is he going to face any type of punishment? Are, are these claims valid or, I mean, is there any status regarding that? I feel like that's kind of the, the big deal. I'm looking through the article. Did you hear about the uh, Ohio State masseuse? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? That's that's. You would never think that happened. 41-year-old female masseuse has sex with five of the players um, and, and tried to offer sex to dozens of Ohio State football players. And, and then asked him for money or something? Yeah, and then asked him to pay him. But, um, I mean, she had consensual sex with five of them. It's a little weird. It's fishy. It's fishy. Uh, but I guess the sex was consensual. It's just going on. I like... mean, that can't really happen. It's very... Did anything illegal happen? I don't know. Well, it's Ohio, so you don't. You never know. <laughs> Didn't she solicit payment from them? Yeah, but it was for the massage. Mm. Right? <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode where <laughs> Jerry starts dating his uh, his his like uh, cleaning lady. They start dating, and um, you know she she comes over to clean every week, and and you know she he he pays her to clean. Uh, they eventually start a relationship. She comes over to clean. She starts having sex with Jerry every week, but she still demands payment. <laughs> Jerry's a little confused, and then eventually she starts coming over, not cleaning at all, just having sex with Jerry, and still demanding payment. So, <laughs> and then uh, chaos ensues, as they say. So that worked out well, but yeah, this this is just bizarre uh, with Ohio State. Yeah, that was that was a crazy story. It, it seems fishy to me that it happened with so many of the players, and, it, and then like they figured it out, and Ohio State was like, or like came out or something, and then Ohio State was like, oh yeah, we're not affiliated with her at all. Like we don't know anything yeah. about this at all. It's just like I don't know. It sounds like twelve of your players knew about this, so this is kind of weird. <laughs> law, a law firm hired by the university found no criminal or NCAA violations occurred. Um, did you find anything? Did you find anything with the AD, Alex? I did, yes, because we we should say that. Um, so the oh, I'm trying to find who Carter is because I don't want to just call him Carter. Ah, Alex. Uh the uh, so Carter is the um, cheerleader who filed a petition to reconsider the university's decision to promote Poliski. Um, the petition had over 1,300 signatures, um, and Carter said she still believes that he violated Northwestern policy. Um, although university president Morton Shapiro stated the university engaged an independent investigator who found no such violation in the initial portion of the inquiry. So initially it's not over yet though. No, cause there's still the lawsuit that's going on. The story mm -hmm. continues. Okay. Well, uh, it's just, I find it interesting that they hired the guy when he was in the middle of, I don't know, pretty serious allegations at least through this lawsuit, that he was uh, keeping a student yeah. athlete from coming forward with a complaint of sexual exploitation. It's horrible. It's, it's definitely not the right way to go. So whether he's, you know, whether he did it or not, he has the alle you know, allegation against him, and it must be somewhat credible to get to a, you know, court of law. And then they're like, yeah, you know, we should we should probably hire him. We spent four months looking for somebody, but yeah, we'll hire him anyway. <laughs> 
It's unbelievable. Uh, good job, Northwestern. Really uh, taking the high road there. The brightest. The brightest in Chicago. Uh, okay. Well, uh, the big thing that happened on Sunday, and it seems to be getting a lot of attention, is that 60 Minutes piece about uh, the UFO sightings and the UFO reports, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, I think that there is, uh, there's a lot to this entire story. There's, there's, I guess, good sides. I, I mean, I guess you can say good sides. I, I think there's a lot of negatives you can take from it too. But uh, did you watch the piece, Zach? I watched most of it. Okay. Do you have anyone you want to play it any bit? I got, I got the intro. I think the intro is really good. All right, fire it up. Um, this was the last Sunday on 60 Minutes on CBS. What you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. So this is a guy... Luis Elizondo oh, spent 20 years running military intelligence operations worldwide in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Guantanamo. He hadn't given UFOs a second thought until 2008. That's when he was asked to join something at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. The mission of ATIP was quite simple. It was to collect and analyze information involving anomalous uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, what I guess in the vernacular you, you call them UFOs. Call <laughs> I them guess you call them way to be fancy. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that Look, it doesn't sound Bill. wacky. What I'm telling you is real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? And then they go on and they show the videos. I'll, I'll bring up the videos of the they actually show of the UFOs okay. coming in. But this is all it's all based out of a report that is going to uh, out of the Pentagon to Congress, and it's it's scheduled for June, and it's supposed to talk about these unidentified flying objects that have been uh, spotted in the U.S. airways. But they say, I mean, there's a clip there where I know he says like every day they see this, they see this stuff every day. Not just like once a week or like once a month. Every you want to keep going a little day. bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, w- I want to hear a little more. Buried away in the Pentagon, ATIP was part of a $22 million program sponsored by then-Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid to investigate UFOs. When Elizondo took over in 2010, he focused on the national security implications of unidentified aerial phenomena documented by U.S. service members. Imagine a technology that can do... Six Isn't to seven host of Jeopardy? forces that can fly at <laughs> 13,000 like miles an hour. That uh, it can he doesn't look like it, though. And that can fly through air and water and possibly space. And, oh, by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control surfaces, wings. and yet still can defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. Elizondo oh tells God. us ATIP was a loose-knit mix of scientists, electro-optical engineers, avionics and intelligence experts, often working part-time. They combed through data and records and analyzed videos this like this. <laughs> a Navy air crew struggles what, like, to lock a So this is a video of like a, it looks like an AC-130 video where it's kind of black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're like focusing on a dot. Images may not convince UFO skeptics, but the Pentagon admits it doesn't know what in the world this is. <laughs> Some of these are crazy. Or this. 
or this. This one, so this one's kind of crazy. Skeptics. Wait, pause it's it for one second. Refracted light. Pause it for a second. Okay, okay. We have a massive military budget, bigger than any budget that we have, and bigger than any military budget in the entire world. And you're telling me that the people that we pay the most money to can't figure this out over what they said starting in 2008. Yeah. And, and they can't figure it out. They, well, they have, like, a bunch of people working part-time. It seems like it's kind of just haphazardly, Isn't like, that, thrown together. <laughs> but I know, but, I mean, they still don't know what this is after all this time. What do you think, like, oh, wow, this is actually, th- this stuff happens a lot more frequently than we realize. Maybe we should, like, you know, figure this out. We're supposed to be the smartest military people in the entire world. I don't know. They, they can't figure it out? I, I'm just, it just blows my mind that, that. This is really like an unknown uh, phenomena, or whatever they call it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it called? It's uh, yeah. They have a new term for UFOs now. It's no longer UFOs. Um, unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> yeah, UAPs. Just so everyone knows. You can keep going for a bit if there's any more. There. I, so I, I just want to point out. I said that because Bill Whitaker just hosted Jeopardy. <laughs> Good. I, nobody, I, I, got it, Al, I got it. I got it. It was. It was okay. I give it a two out of ten. So this this is a video. At least I'm getting points. <laughs> this is one of the videos they talk about where it, they're focusing in. This is these are uh, I think it's F-19 pilots, and they're coming in and they're focusing in on one of these uh, one of these uh, unidentified or what is it? That's not the right word. What is it? I can't remember. I already, unidentified and yeah, aerial uh, phenomena. Aerial phenomena. All right. This is and this is one of the videos they use in the in the okay. in the segment. Okay. Oh, you can sort of hear the surprise in their voices. You certainly can. They seem to have broke character a bit. Uh, and we're just kind of amazed at what they were seeing. What do you think see something like this? This is a difficult one to explain. You have rotation. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a, if you have propulsion, George right? Jetson's I don't know. I don't ship know from the Frankly, from the show. He told the Jetson, us pilots or, speculate was like one blacked out and was just a black thing on your screen. US That's what it looks like. An adversary spy vehicle or something otherworldly. <laughs> what is your takes? What do you think it is, Max? I don't think it's aliens. Do you think it's aliens? I don't. I don't. I I, I don't know what it is. There, there could be some tiny country out there that nobody's ever heard of that's developing some incredible... Is that what you think it is? I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Columbia! <laughs> but the point, it's not my job to figure it out. It's their jobs to figure it out so that we can actually be protected from this potentially they're flying over uh federally restricted airspace and they can't figure out what it is we just don't know it's crazy we have no Max, clue you, you think aliens care about federally restricted airspace well, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you it think is. they can protect us from aliens it, but the point is it doesn't matter who it is no if they keep us in the dark then we won't worry about it oh my, what they well, know is that it's really dangerous <laughs> oh that gives us great peace of mind yeah <laughs> Oh my God! Great, you know it, it could be some security threat. Who knows? But, but say it was an alien. He's just chilling there, and then he like finds out he's on a scope of some like airplane, and then he's like, it goes on, and they, it yeah. talks about this one guy, and he's in an airplane, and he's flying around this UFO, and it's like playing with him. It's like mimicking his movements as he's oh moving God. up, and it's like, you think it's really like you think that really is what happening? I don't think so. I don't I think it's an alien. Re- like weird reflections or something. 
it, I, listen, I, I, I'm sure there's some type of explanation. I don't think it's my job to figure it out. I'm shocked that the smartest military people in the world somehow can't figure it out. It's crazy. Just no clue. But I don't think it's aliens. No. I, think, I don't think it's aliens. I think they either know exactly what it is or... It's not even real. Like, it's just made up stuff. So then why do the piece then? I mean, what is the point of doing this piece? I think something got leaked or maybe these three videos that were declassified and they had to explain them. They're either like China doing something or Russia, you know, some kind of foreign power doing something. Or they're our military messing around doing something and they don't want this out in the public. So they're just like, oh, we don't know what it is. It's just out there. So, But the report comes out in June. So, I mean, we won't hear anything from it because there are military secrets that are probably in the report, which is kind we of annoying. We can't see this report. No. no it's it's going to be classified. Only members of Congress will be able to see it. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> the trustworthy- I'm, gl- I'm glad the smartest people in the world are the ones who are able to see it. Thank God. <laughs> the great the great people in our, are leading our government right now will take care of it for us. Yeah, thank God. I mean, all of our faith in them, really. I just I, I find it hard to believe that they and wait wait a second I know everyone makes fun of space force but wouldn't this be like the one thing that they would like be experts at as well as as part of the military right I mean you know the the space force yeah I, why does it have to be the military that's doing this besides the fact that they have fast planes who else would it be I don't NASA I I don't think this is really NASA's responsibility I don't know. Scientists? It's Bill Gates. These are scientists, supposedly. It's Bill Gates. Yeah, it's Bill Gates. <laughs> They're his alien friends that made him, helped him uh, build the laptops. Actually, it's Melinda playing tricks on Bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> They're all going to take us. They, we got the microchips in us now. They're, they're just going to take us away now. Oh, please. It was all the, part of their plan. I'm going to pull this trick off, and Bill, I'm going to make everyone think you did it. <laughs> It's the whole scheme. It's the long con. It's kind of—I don't know—it's kind of fun to think about, though, that they—they—they they, they dedicated a whole team to investigating these things that you don't know. I just—I it, it, Zach, it blows my mind that this has been investigated for over 13 years now, and they say, "Oh, we see stuff like this every day," and they just don't know. No clue. <laughs> what are they doing? So, so what's? Well, been- they don't want you to know because they don't know. Do they really not know what this is? Do they really, really not know? Are they coming out and lying to? It just, it just, it honestly, just pisses me off. The, the, uh, the piece kind of pissed me off. I gotta admit. I know it's kind of <laughs> like fun, like ooh, aliens, ooh, space aliens, it, but the piece kind of pisses me off. It really does. And I, maybe it's just because I'm cynical. I don't know. But just figure it out. That's that's what you're paid to do. Figure it out. You've had years, and you see this shit every day. Figure it out. My. My take on it is if there are aliens that can travel, you know, through space to get to us, why are they just going to, like, suddenly, like, appear and, like, be visible to us and mess around with us? You know, I feel like if they wanted to not be seen, which would probably be more ideal for them, for whatever, you know, yeah, they would be unseen. What, what are they all if, – if they're seeing stuff like this every day – and I know we didn't play that part of the piece. We don't have to, but I, I watched later parts of it myself, and they, that's what they said. If, if this is really happening every day, don't you think there would maybe be a little more evidence they could use in, instead of just these – like images captured of these like quote unquote ships flying. Like, wouldn't there maybe like be like a body They're on the always ground, like... or maybe something crashes, or or one of them malfunctions a little bit, or or there's some like evidence left behind that they can maybe maybe they have it and they can't tell us. 
Maybe that's part of the secret too. I yes, the the aliens travel light years away, but as soon as they get to Earth, the ship malfunctions and they crash. <laughs> well, there's got to be something. Listen, they're they're messing like it it it's always on a camera too that has like two pixels of what you need to see. Like these are military grade camo- cameras and you cannot see what's going on in the image. I, I know. <laughs> like what is going on? I know. My iPhone takes a better picture than what you're showing me. <laughs> like what is going on? I, I don't get it, man. It, it's a wild story. It's, it's, it's causing a lot of buzz. I mean, it a lot of people talking about it. It's man. interesting. It, 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 it is it, interesting. It's a fun story. And then, of course, there's the report that no one can see. So... Yeah, Marco Rubio, I think, is leading that report, isn't he? Or, or Good for the him. one getting it to Congress. So, so many people want to be in his shoes. <laughs> See what's on that report. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. They they might have found a uh, life on Mars. Did you hear about that or like it like this? Yeah, I I did see that, but I thought it was like a rumor that the the like some organism was planted by NASA or something. Oh really? I, I, oh did I not? Did, did I? Was I the only one who saw that rumor? I think you uh, were reading the tinfoil hat website. I was again. not reading the tinfoil hat site. <laughs> the daily tinfoil. Uh, I just googled life. I just googled life on Mars, and the only thing that came up was a David Bowie song. <laughs> no, they found like this. It was like a fungi that it would that supposedly like comes in, it blows in, it grows Wait, overnight. Can you say that again. It's a fungi. No, no, no. So, so what? It blows in like with the wind. No, no, Grows no, no. There? What, what was the word you used? Start with an S. Supposedly. No, okay. I thought you said supposedly. Jeez. Oh, I, I think that's your internet, Alex. Okay. Oh, oh, never mind. I'll Sorry. take Zach's side on this one. <laughs> I don't think I messed up that one. But <laughs> it blows in overnight. It grows, and then it blows away, and it's gone in a day. Look so at, that's what they were saying. Zach, that's the, what I saw in the report. The anyway. top, the, Alex, if you Google it too, the top stories... One, did NASA accidentally create life on Mars? Here's how it may have happened. The other one, NASA may have accidentally spread life to Mars, scientist says. Okay, I see it now, but when I typed in life on Mars, the first thing that came up was a David Bowie I, song. I, I saw that, but I, you know, I had to, I had to uh, swallow my pride and scroll right past it <laughs> to, the, to the news stories. Uh, a report by Cornell scientists. Um, so may- maybe Cornell is, is um, fake news now. I'm not sure. Christopher Mason for BBC Future suggests that may suggest that maybe how life on Mars originated. Um, what they said here. Could it be possible that a microbe may have hitched a ride and survived the journey to the red planet on a spacecraft? So that's that's kind of crazy if that actually happened. Like a, it's like a foreign ship dropping zebra mussels in Lake St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, zebra mussels are everywhere. What are, those, what are those sucking fish that are ruining the great, or potentially could ruin the Great Lakes? The flying, oh, uh, the flying carp are doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. those invasive species. Yeah. Or uh, what, what do you call them? The, uh, the gobies. Those are also the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are great bait, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I caught a fish last night. Off a goby? No, I'm just off a jig. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. It's a goby. <laughs> you know, the, we go to Mars, and wow, we're exploring this planet, and all of a sudden, 
we're, we're getting these invasive species from a different planet onto our, <laughs> their planet. And, oh, everything's just so fucked now. Like, we're going to we're gonna get there. <laughs> There's going to be, like, a deadly fungus that kills yep. anybody who goes out. <laughs> no one's got vaccines. Uh, all this disease <laughs> yeah. spreading there. Uh, nobody's going to want to get vaccinated because they know what happened here. <laughs> yeah, right. Mars will be uninhabitable in five years because there's, like... Oh, we, we just got, I mean, we're doing a little more research. It turns out Mars is just, like, covered in COVID. Like, just <laughs> super advanced, like, like COVID that, like, a hundred times stronger than current COVID here. We're going to have to start getting vaccinated for the Mars variant. <laughs> Can you believe it? Now the news has reported that the Mars COVID variant has made it to Michigan. <laughs> I was watching. I wouldn't be surprised. I was watching some report the other day, and they were like looking at these. There was just like rocks, and they were just like looking at these rocks, and it's like these rocks are evidence that there could have been water here, and then like this was a flowing lake at one point, and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, neat, dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like sure, what if there if there was water there that did that? That's awesome, but like that was also a long time ago, and there's definitely not water there now. (laughs) Sure, sure, I get it. Um, what a wild story. It's pretty crazy. Um, well, speaking of government, Biden was here um, today. Was it today? In, I think it was today, yeah. In, at the Rouge plant, at, at the Ford plant. Um, oh, he's so, a car guy. I, I guess he's a car guy. Did you, did you ever see that piece of him on his uh, his old Corvette? He, he did some like promotional video. This was back when he was running for president, but he put it out. He, I think he tweeted it out or, or something, and it's like two minutes of him talking about his Corvette and how much he loves it and just you know man my dad he could drive a car i try to be like him and it was it was quite the video but i guess son of a car salesman there you go but he was in uh the uh rouge plant he's driving the new electric f-150 the lightning um which is a pretty cool truck but unfortunately uh he made a uh an offhanded comment (laughs) which i could not find audio for there may not be uh, but it is real. So, yeah, Tuesday, he was test driving the new electric truck. And uh, there was an unscheduled stop at a Ford testing facility in Dearborn where Biden hopped in the all-new Ford uh, all-electric F-150 Lightning pickup uh, with Biden in the driver's seat. A reporter asked the president if he would take a quick question about Israel, which has been engaged in more than a week of airstrikes with Hamas. Uh, it's like, do you remember when Biden was getting ice cream? And they're like, what flavor is that, Joe? And he's like, oh, I get vanilla. It's my favorite. And then someone's like, um, Joe, there's been a lot of national security questions. And he's like, ah, forget it. He always did. He just walks away. <laughs> he won't take a real question. So someone here, um, hey, would you take a quick question about Israel? That You know, they've been engaged in more than a week of airstrikes with Hamas. And he says, no, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Nice. And then he said, I'm only teasing. <laughs> JK. There are a few. I want to find this. I want to find this quote. A few laughters from reporters. I put it in the show sheet, Alex. Uh, there oh, were, did you? There were a few laughters from reporters. And then he said, okay, here we go. Ready? He then floored the gas pedal. <laughs> Later turning the truck around and honking the horn as he whizzed by. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Mr. President. No, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Oh, I'm only teasing. That's crazy. <laughs> it did not happen. <laughs> uh, so he was there. Did you see the quote, Alex? 
I'm looking. Oh yeah. No, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> there you oh, go. Uh, great, great reporting. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, so he's there, but they're calling uh, it the lightning. The F yeah, one fifty lightning. Seen it? Have you seen it? Well, you I mean, I can name. see the pictures of the. It's the camo or whatever, so you can't really see anything about yeah. it. You know. Sure. You can see the general shape, but that's about it. It kind of looks like a Ford F one fifty. Kind of. Yeah, kind it's just of. an electric one. They're they're unveiling it on Wednesday, tomorrow. Very oh, nice. are they unveiling it tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, everyone's coming up with these electric trucks. Jam's doing the same thing. Everyone knows about the Hummer coming out. Um, that's all electric, and it's kind of the new thing, I guess. Tesla's got theirs coming out. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. this Ford one. Um, have you heard the latest news about um, Harry and Meghan? The, the latest Harry and Meghan updates. Our favorites. Yeah, our favorite. Our favorite former uh, royal couple. Uh, who who originally? Oh, who can we get the Can we get the uh, cliff notes on this one? I might be tired of these guys. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's crazy news. Uh, you know, they never fail to disappoint. But it sounds like the palace has an increasing sense of bewilderment and betrayal. Uh, after Harry blasted his dad, Prince Charles, on Dax Shepherd's podcast this past week, claiming the elder royal passed on a cycle of genetic pain and suffering to him. So he is really not happy. Poor with, guy. with you mean like chronic on. arthritis? Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, he also went on to say uh, Prince Harry, which, I mean, he's not Prince Harry anymore. So he, he's just Harry. He, he's just a citizen. He's like you and me, Zach. I mean, he, he does one podcast so far. He gets the biggest deal with Spotify. They put out one podcast, 30 minutes long, and it's just incredible. Crocodile. I mean, what a job. Crocodile. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, uh, really interesting that this is going on. But anyway, uh, the latest controversy, and there's a couple of them, uh, Prince Harry is a little confused with... He looks like Carson Wentz. He's Carson Wentz, right? (laughs) Have you ever seen him in the same room? No. Well, there you go. Uh, he's a little confused about the First Amendment. And he was on, again, Dax Shepard's podcast, and they were talking about So he's it. on somebody else's podcast. He can't right. be on his own podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, you know, he's busy doing all this work, and, and I mean, he has like four jobs, so I'm sure he's busy. And he's doing a pod. I, I wonder if he took a day off to do the podcast. <laughs> I'd like to know if he had to call HR to ask for a day off. <laughs> but he went on to say, I've got so much I want to say about the First Amendment as I sort of understand it, but it's bonkers. I don't want what? to start going down the First Amendment route because that's a huge subject and one which I don't understand because I've only been here a short time. But you can find a loophole in anything. You can capitalize or exploit what's not said rather than uphold what is said. I believe we live in an age now where you've got certain elements of the media redefining to us what privacy means. There's a massive conflict of interest. So, uh... I, I, the the expert who who now lives in the United States and moved here is calling the First Amendment bonkers, which is great. You know, <laughs> you know what? And he can say it because it's the or First the, Amendment. The, you know, yeah. Does he even live here? Is he a citizen? I don't know. I don't. Does he have citizenship yet? Like, how can you not agree with the First Amendment? Who calls it bon- because because the media is, is all over them? Um, but they 
bring it about themselves. They don't have to be out in the in the limelight all the time. Oh no, they can live in a very quiet way. Uh, you know, uh, Megan trying to get more acting gigs, and 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 Harry, I guess, supporting her. He, I mean, he's got a, a few jobs at a few companies, so I'm sure he's making a decent living. But they bring it on themselves because they're always out and about. <laughs> Who calls the First Amendment bonkers? <laughs> Free speech. Yeah, sure, <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> um, but they're also we talked about that deal that they had with um, Procter and Gamble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their Archie Foundation or whatever. Yeah, the Archie, the poor Archie, named after every one of their failing businesses. Guess, guess why people are mad at this? I, oh, I already, you already told me, yeah. Alex. Guess why people are mad at this? Um, hmm, let me think. A deal with uh, Procter and Gamble, which we're not really sure what they're doing, but but they have a uh, a, a partnership in ad- advancing, I think, internet safe spaces or something like that. Something oh, along those lines. Yeah, we read it last week. Yeah, it was incredible. It was it what it was like one of those things. It was a foundation, and you really at the end of it, you're like, "What do you actually do?" Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but oh, they're being slammed. Then, uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Are they coming out with a new product? Well, it has to relate with a product. They're fending off backlash for a partnership they engaged in with a beauty care line that peddles. Skin whitening creams. <gasps> oh, oh my god! god. Like what? Wait, what is that? Like cover up? Like what skin is skin whitening, whitening cream? What is that? The manufacturer of the popular and often controversial Olay line of skin management and lightening creams. A former executive with the company criticized the move in an interview with the Mirror. Megan has talked a lot about the issue of race and racism, so this does stick out like a sore thumb. That's a, a sore thumb, according to Alex Maloof, <laughs> a former Procter and Gamble executive who told the publication the Mirror. So. Yes, the Olay brand currently sells the White Radiance Moisturizer in India, Singapore, and Malaysia. Uh, so, oh. I know. So so now I guess Megan and Harry are complicit in, in this product, and uh, since they've started their, their wonderful partnership with them. Uh, so so that's what's going on. But that's like I, an Indian product? I didn't know about this. Over the years, there, there's been loud critics calling for such products to be removed from shelves, arguing that the creams promote the colorist notion that pigmented skin is in some way in need of lightening. Also known as skin... What is, bleaching creams is the other thing they're called. What the White heck? lily <laughs> extract to achieve long-lasting fairness. Uh, restore skin's natural whitening power. Works by reducing pigment called melanin in the skin. Unbelievable. Uh, That's actually kind of ridiculous. But uh, the good news is that they did announce on Instagram in June of 2020, it would donate $200,000 to the NAACP and Black Lives Matter and maintain, we have responsibility to use our voice to speak up against systemic racism. So does that make it okay? Is, Is it all good then? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so why is this a product? I don't. I, I guess maybe they. If people like it in India, I, I mean, I don't know. But hey, Megan and Harry, I guess are uh, complicit since they made the deal with them. So, uh, the latest backlash from from Harry and Megan, <laughs> unbelievable. Just so stupid. All of this. I just don't understand why they don't go away. I, I really don't. But um, but that's just me. Um, okay. Well, um, do you guys want to get out of here in a little bit? I think we're at 120. Um, oh, you know what? Before we go, I, I got to mention this. 
and and if there's anything you guys want to talk about, feel free. But I I need to mention this Dateline on Friday, and I know I know another Dateline. This one was different. Dateline NBC <laughs> here on Cutting Out Early. Dude, this one was the podcast. <laughs> it was absolutely wild. I thought this story was unlike any other. And Zach, you you would appreciate this um, because yeah, it's about a sinus doctor or something. Yeah, so. So so basically, there, there was a sinus surgeon, Mark Weinberger. Um, he ended up being convicted of 22 counts of healthcare fraud in Northwest Indiana in 2012. Um, oh, and he, been. Yeah, you got to be careful. But anyway, um, so I mean, he had this apparently very successful business in the early 2000s where he was the nose doctor. He would advertise on billboards and and he would be all over the place. Like, come to the nose doctor, get your sinuses like repaired and sinus surgery. It'll relieve you if you have headaches. Call me. Uh, so so that's what's going on. So anyway. He, he was making just a shit ton of money. At, at one year, he billed $13 million. He would do Jesus. 15 to 22 surgeries a week, which is unprecedented. He All by himself. Sole practitioner, all by himself, doing these surgeries as the nose doctor. Uh, he did it for many years. But the problem was, you know, he was with this girl, the, uh, this girlfriend. Um, they, uh, they got married. And, uh, yeah, they were vacationing on a a 79-foot powerboat in Mykonos, Greece. And it was for her, I believe, 30th birthday. It was a big celebration. He was, like, 11 years older than her. And and she wakes up on the boat. You know, they're having this great time in Greece. And, oh, he's not there. Um, That's a little weird. Uh, You know, they're on this vacation, and and he's asking. She's asking the the captain of the boat, you know, where where did my husband go? Where is, uh, where's Mark? And then uh, the the ship captain apparently heard from Mark like, "Hey, I'm going out to, to buy some presents for my wife. Just 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 keep her cool. I'll be back." Uh, and he's playing it cool like, "Oh, he'll be back. Uh, nothing nothing to worry about. Just just hang out here for a bit." And the morning becomes the afternoon, which becomes the evening. She's starting to get a little upset and like, "What, what is going on? Where this is not like him. This is unbelievable. Why is he back yet?" And a few days go by and he's not there and nobody can find him and. She really doesn't have a choice but to go back to the United States. He's he disappeared. He disappeared for years. He disappeared from uh, let's see, 2004, and it was a number of years until he was found. I mean, a number of years. And what basically happened was he was doing all these surgeries, but he wasn't really doing them. He would just kind of go around there and, and fiddle in their sinuses, sometimes drill a hole, and, and that was it. And, and the bills would go out before they even left the office. Um, there was a couple instances of he missed this this massive tumor that any surgeon would see. Any surgeon. And he missed this tumor that was cancer. It killed the person. And, and if he caught it, you know, it potentially would have been better, but he didn't. He did sinus surgery on an 8-year-old who had headaches. Again, he missed another tumor. And he's, he's getting all these lawsuits and he's making all this money, but he's realizing that, yeah, the walls are kind of closing in. So he, he's on the lamb. He's on the run. Where did he go? It's years and years. They're just looking for him. They don't know where he is. And it's unbelievable the number of, of, of surgeries and people that he's he's wronged. And this money that he's been raking in, he's, he's they see these bank accounts just draining and draining like the people who work at his office. They're just, they're just befuddled. Anyway... 
So wait, he's he has access to the money still, even though he's yes, missing. Yes. Okay. Okay. But he he's a slippery guy. He's going everywhere, but nobody can find him. Okay. I mean, he's on the run. He's going back and forth. He ends up going to the Italian Alps in in hiding out there. Police found him. Italian police found him in a tent, six thousand feet up in the Italian Alps, oh hiding out, living a life. Uh, in two thousand nine. After 2004, five years pretty much on the run, trying to avoid these these legal cases that are becoming a big deal. Like How did, they, they must crazy. have just like found him in the tent and been like, uh, who are you? And well, then... yeah, what, what happened was he started like dating this 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 girl in Italy. Um, by the way, if anyone knows the band Tesla, look up the lead singer of the band Tesla. This girl that he's dating looks identical to this lead singer. It's absolutely uncanny. If you watch this dateline, you'll see it. And the funny thing is, the girl in Italy that this Mark doctor is dating, quote unquote, she's in a band herself, which is wild. So anyway, uh, but that's not the point. The point is that this girl is like, oh, wait a second. Mark, he went by a different name and he's, she's like, this is Mark Weinberger and, and a little Google searching and sure enough, wanted in the United States and calls the police. The police are there and he is brought to court in the United States, convicted of 22 counts of healthcare fraud, but he's out of prison now. He's out of prison after Already. all this. I mean, he's essentially responsible for, for missing a, a massive brain tumor that killed somebody, um, ruining the life of another eight-year-old at the time and... Now, he has a new life in Florida. He is now the, I mean, he's lost his medical license, obviously, but Dateline found him living in Florida, and he is now the, I think it's the yoga doc is what he's doing. He's starting his own business as, like, the yoga doc, and he's posting these videos of, like, relieve your pain in just an hour of a session with me, and he's trying to start this business, and in the in the meantime, he, he he's been convicted of these charges, and he, he was like a horrible person who did the surgery um, all through this time in the early 2000s. So anyway, it, it was just a wild ride of like trying to find him and anything. But but 13 million a year, 13 million a year. That's billing ridiculous. And a and a sole practitioner. It's uh, like unheard of. That's like ridiculous. Uh, nearly 300 former patients of Weinberger sued and received a share of the 55 million dollar medical malpractice settlement in 2000. 13 so so wait um, he was making 13 a year and the malpractice was only 56 uh 55 million oh 55 55 million i mean there was one year where he billed 13 million i oh, think that okay. was his highest okay i was gonna say if he was doing this for five years he already made the <laughs> well sure i mean but i mean he seems to be doing okay he's, he's back in florida i mean i'm sure he spent a lot of money when he was traveling but he was just this like real asshole this extravagant guy who would you know, only want the best of the best. These fancy clothes and accessories and cars, driving Bentleys around and and splurging on absolutely everything, spending money like it's going out of style. Um, but man, was it a good episode! I I just thought it was another good one, so I had to bring it up. I took some notes. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, see if you use them, I guess. And you know not, what not to do. Yeah, exactly. What not to do. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to go? Anything else, Alex? Uh, I don't have anything. Uh, we could maybe tease one of our uh, subjects for next week. Oh, yes. That'd be great. Um, so Zach sent us a very interesting graphic of the best golf courses in Michigan. 
And this kind of goes along our uh, our subject of the best vacation spots in Michigan. You know, it's summertime. Golf courses are opening up. We're going to be hitting the links. Um, we have a, a trip planned at the end of June. Um, so we're going to be discussing the best golf courses in Michigan, and we'd love to have your submissions. I know this is kind of at the end of the episode, so hopefully enough people get to it uh, before next week to me, uh, send Alex, us their submissions. But we can we can put something yeah. out on the social media as well. Um, but I think it'd be a great topic. I mean, Max, you and I are very into golf. Zach, you're going to have to learn once you become a doctor. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, I think uh, best golf courses in Michigan is a great topic. Public courses, I believe. I yeah, mean, they are all public. Um, that would be a fun topic, and there's a lot to dissect, uh, a lot to get into. I, I know Zach is absolutely thrilled. We, we, maybe we can bring on a guest who can uh, contribute more to it for that. We could do that. Yeah, it'd be fun. There could be a surprise guest. Yeah, message us. You could be a guest if you know <laughs> anything about golfing. Let us know. We can well, call to you. To be honest, Max, your dad, your I mean, your brother knows more about golf courses than anybody I've ever talked yeah, to. That's true. Well, I mean, this, I guess the surprise is out. So, I mean, there, there you go. That's what I was thinking anyway. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. you know, maybe he's busy. So Yeah, uh, anyone. You know, maybe Seriously. It could be. Yeah. Maybe Tiger are. Woods has some availability. I, we can give him a call. I mean, he's DM probably him. listening. At um, least his agent. I'll DM him. He's not playing this weekend in the PGA Championship. Bad. Which is uh, at Kiwa Island, the ocean course, Alex. It's oh my god! I was down there a few years back. Holy shit! What a course! This this course is going to be. It's going to be wicked hard. I mean, it's playing like I think like seventy eight or seventy nine hundred yards uh, for the pros at the tips, and oh my, it's right on the ocean, right on the Atlantic Ocean, and it is just gorgeous, just gorgeous. So, uh, PGA Championship this weekend. Um, if I have time, I'll be ready. It's going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, that'll be a really fun discussion for next time around on the Cutting Out Early podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Twitter where we'll post something about the uh, top golf courses at Cutting Out Early. Cutting Out Early podcast on Instagram. Our email is cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always find us on Facebook, where uh, Zach, I mean, our social media department, runs that page. Uh, so reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Social media. Uh, any comments, concerns, questions about our episode, make sure to like, subscribe, tell a couple friends about us. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, please do. Tell, tell a few friends. Trying to bump up the audience. Making the best of it. And uh, enjoy the weather this weekend. It's going to be gorgeous. And I'll try to Beautiful. S- stay sane with my post-COVID Stop whining. I know. Get out of here. (laughs) Uh, See you guys next week. Have a good weekend.